Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. And as I do, I'm um, a little more of my Tiger Gear Best, one of our training apparel uh, that is available on TigerGear.com. As always, check them out. You can see some of the awesome stuff that I've worn uh, throughout the show's history and will continue to wear. 
throughout the show's history. Um, as I'm here this week, I've got my mindset ready for you guys that I wanted to talk about. Um, we've got a couple of awesome things going on in Tiger Shulman's. The 60-day challenge is, is underway. We're about three weeks in now, um, which I'm pretty excited about. We've been working with the panel of experts um, that if you're – uh, that if you're a member of Tiger Shulman's, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, weekly webinars that the panel is filming, and I'm there to help with the filming and so forth. And um, the amount of information that they're giving and the interaction they're having with our students, I think, is absolutely spectacular. And it cre creates a great wealth of knowledge for our students because uh, the reality is no one person knows it all. And even the three experts that we have, no one of them is a complete expert. In, in terms of all the habits that are being built and all the skills and all the things that were being that are being discussed that's why there's three coaches because each has a different specialty each has a different thing that they're that they're really good at helping to get people on so if, if you guys are trucking along on the 60-day challenge good work keep the progress going and make sure you're communicating with your coaches each webinar uh, we just we give out the text line and the email once again so make sure that you guys uh, are taking advantage of that and keeping in contact with the panel so that way they can do that much better in terms of helping you achieve your goals. So that's going on. We just had some great amateur fights over the weekend. We got flex fights coming up in a couple of weeks and a bunch of other awesome crazy things. Um, so make sure you guys are staying involved in the community of your school and uh, of uh, the social media of the schools and so forth. We got Swing for the Stars coming up again in a couple of months. So it's really going to be awesome. A re really awesome time we're coming into. So my mindset today that I want to discuss today comes from a book that I, I just finished rereading. Um, and without going into too much detail about the book, a comedy book uh, from a comedian uh, who I like, and I've read a few of his books. And uh, what he pairs his writing with, uh, even though it's, it's comedic for the most part, he pairs it with real-life thoughts, real-life um, stories and wisdom, and not just like things that are anecdotally funny, but more importantly, like the particular book that I read is kind of like, hey, um, you know, kids, when you grow up, here's all the advice that I'm going to want to give you. And, you know, some of it, of course, done in a very comedic fashion. Other stuff was very sincere and straight ahead. Um, and... As I was coming to the conclusion of the book, as he was kind of summing up everything that he was talking to his kids about, there was one particular sentence that really jumped up off the off the page at me. Uh, all disclosure, I read it as an ebook, so when I was about to say screen, I was accurate. So it jumped off the screen as me at me, I should say, and um, it was a simple message, a short sentence, but I loved the idea of it. And the sentence is as simple as satisfaction must be earned again satisfaction must be earned in other words someone can't give you satisfaction you've got to put the work in in order to make satisfaction happen so i was talking to my class about this my kids earlier today and it really really rings true and the example i gave them was this that we have to fall in love with the process we have to get our satisfaction from progressing towards our goal not simply the accomplishment of the goal. So the way I think about it, or the example that I gave them was, when someone goes through an entire section of schooling, whether it be elementary school, middle school, high school, college, the whole thing, 
they have far less memories of the graduation days than they do of all the years and day, days, weeks, and years to get there. Days, weeks, months, and years to get there. Nonetheless, you get my drift. Right? The same thing is true when it comes to any great accomplishment. You know, um, I brought a bunch of kids, when I said, I brought about 10 kids to a tournament this past Sunday. A small little local tournament um, that I got fairly sh uh, short notice on. But nonetheless, um, I took, like I said, 10 kids. We had 13 scheduled, but a couple of got sick. So that's what we were left at this time of year. Everybody drops like flies, so I wasn't too upset about it. Um, Riley was supposed to compete. She was one of the kids who got sick. Uh, Kai did compete, won second place in his division. And there were some really good kids from some other schools. But, you know, I've been to tournaments before where they're, you know, it's a single elimination tournament. And you have three kids in a division or you have two kids in a division. Something small like that that guarantees that no matter what, everybody's going home with a medal. And sure enough, there's always, you can almost always see it where there's two kids in a division or three kids in a division. Usually at the Tiger Showman's tournament, we try to make sure that there's always at least three, um, but sometimes that three, somebody gets sick, someone does make weight, whatever, and that three becomes a two. Or we just had two. I digress. So we have th those small divisions. And invariably, there's someone who gets the lowest medal out of that small division. If it's, if it's two kids, they get the silver medal. If it's three kids, they get the bronze. And they sit there with that medal as we take the medal picture, and the look on their face tells you, I am disgusted by this medal. Right? They, they, they want no part of putting it up there. And that's okay. To me, that's actually a winner's mindset for a very simple reason. They don't want to celebrate the fact that they lost to everybody to get to where they are. Right? Because, sure, they got a medal, but there isn't really satisfaction there. Now, I might disagree with their thought process a little bit because they might look at it as, oh, I came, I came out, you know, third out of three. However, it might have been third out of three, but what about all the other kids who didn't make it to the tournament, who didn't even put themselves out there, who never even made that, that attempt? And, you know, that's something kids fairly consider in the moment. So there is definitely that aspect of it. But in that exact circumstance, Bronze or in, in, out of that three is definitely the least satisfying medal to get. There isn't really the earned satisfaction. Right? If anything, you're left with a negative feeling over the day, even though you went home with a medal, saying to yourself, well, i got to train harder to make sure I don't wind up on the bottom of the division again. So maybe there is some positive there, but even still, the satisfaction doesn't come from that bronze medal. It comes from the process that comes. And even for the kid who wins the gold medal, right? They go there, they win their whole division. Do you think they remember that particular tournament more? Or do you think they remember, they remember their training much more? I believe that's what it is. I believe their training, they believe, excuse me, I believe that they, that they retain their training and they have many more memories of that, much more so than they do the actual, actual tournament. And, you know, I obviously, I, Kai compete and a few other of the kids from my school and Kai, right out of the bat, gets matched with a really good kid. A really good kid. And, you know, I, I didn't have a good estimation as to how good the kid was. And right away, obviously, you know, get, get a look at the kid. Okay, you know, looks pretty athletic or whatever. And I saw Kai kind of 
look at someone a little smaller than him and say, and kind of put the hmm, look on his face. And I gave him a look and I was like, hey, seriously, seriously. And he did come out and, and work very seriously. And, you know, to his credit, uh, he worked his butt off to try to get out from his very good opponent. And he did escape once, um, but his opponent was excellent. Like to the point where this kid later competed in what's called a gi division, where he put on the, the traditional martial arts kimono, long sleeves, and you do jiu-jitsu with that on, which adds a whole other element to jiu-jitsu. But nonetheless, um, when the kid put his gi on, I noticed on the back he had an Instagram page embroidered on the back of his gi, uh, and it was like his name underscore BJJ. So this kid takes his jiu-jitsu so seriously that uh, he's got an Instagram page devoted to it. Um, and I happened to talk to the kid afterwards. Very friendly kid. Very confident kid. He's like, hey, I, you know, I'd love to come across train sometimes. Like just a, a really positive, happy kid. Parents wanted to take pictures with me, which I thought was like the coolest thing like just because he's a nice humble kid um and you know he uh when i asked him I'm like oh you know how many tournaments have you been to he goes i lost count he goes way more than like 20 or 30 i'm like oh that was that was kai's third tournament he goes oh my god that was his third tournament it was really good now here's the thing kai had that match and he wasn't happy that he lost he's not a big fan of losing but luckily, the division was small enough. He did get to compete it again, and he submitted a kid. So he wound up with second place. Um, honestly, I'm not quite sure how that shook out. I wasn't I was able to see the brackets. But um, at any rate, maybe it was a three-person division. I don't quite know. Um, nonetheless, so he lost to the one kid. He beat the other kid. And then he went back and rematched the kid that beat him, and the kid who beat him beat him again. And... Um, Nonetheless, um, now Kai's got that silver medal, but he's walking around with some pride. He's walking around feeling good about himself, and he should, because hard work went into that. Some real satisfaction can be taken by the fact that he put hard work into it. Uh, and the same is true for some of my other kids who did really, really well. I had a little guy who won his whole division. It was like three or four kids, but again, beat them all. Did a great job. Uh, I had a teenager who beat like everybody in the, in the tournament. Like when I say everybody in the tournament, the, every kid had at least two matches. Win, lose, or draw, they made sure the kids got at least two matches, which was awesome. I thought that was very cool of them. Um, because again, a small tournament, maybe 50 kids, maybe. But the craziest part was um, my, my man David, my, my teenager David, he beats uh, two kids who are not from our school uh, after first beating yet another kid who wasn't from our school. So he beats that first kid, then he beats another kid, then he beats that kid's brother, then he goes back and beats the first kid again. I'm like, this guy's, he had more matches than anybody else, like seven matches. And even in the last match, the kid who we beat first finally got a point on him. Maybe beat him, I don't even remember. But like, even still, it was just an exhibition match just to get that kid a second match, the kid who lost. Um, but David still walked over gold for the whole tournament. Now, Again, these guys put themselves out there, which is great. They stepped up. They took that risk. They felt that pressure. And all of that was good. And a lot of kids compete for the first time. And all of them had that moment, which is great. But more importantly, what all of them really had is the satisfaction of hard work. Even if they lost all their matches, and a couple of kids did, they still got out there and they competed. And they, they have this task, you know, they have this task that's under their belt now. Hey, I did that. 
you know, I did have these matches. And, you know, they may not be satisfied with how they did. They may have said to themselves, oh, I got a lot to work on. And that's okay. Competition reveals that. Because often in class, you know, you've got a limited pool of training partners. And even though you have that limited pool of training partners, it's limited even more by the people who are your experience level or who are your age and weight and, and so forth or close enough that you'll wind up working with them. So there's a limited number of people in your school that you're going to be working with. Now you go there with somebody who doesn't know your patterns, who doesn't have the same coach, who doesn't think necessarily the same way, and their pathways might be different. Their, the way that they, they train their jiu-jitsu might be different, and their skills might match up with some of the places that you are deficient because you don't always work on them. And it reveals very quickly what you have to work on, which I think is one of the coolest things of competing. Um, but again, this whole idea of satisfaction must be earned, it's not just the it's not just in martial arts that this matters right because there's a whole bunch of tasks that you can think about in life where you know the satisfaction is earned through the process i'll give you an example when me and mrs sensei rented a house um we happened to rent from the father of a good friend of hers so um we decided we were going to build ourselves a little patio a little deck and we left it as like a tenant improvement and like he uh he didn't charge us for our last like two months rent or something so i, I forget exactly what it, was. it wasn't that big of a deal but um you know we laid out this whole frame took all these measurements put it all together and you know i don't remember the day of building that all that much and i know some friends helped us out i know there was a certain point when we had to go do something and we came back and they had put the finishing touches on it for us which was very nice but what I do remember are the barbecues we had back on that patio. What I do remember is all the good times we had. You know, the, one of the first big family parties we had where her family and my family got together was on that patio. We had some of our, our first like really great like couple pictures are taken on that patio. And all that satisfaction comes because it was earned. You know, if the patio was there already, yeah, sure, it would have been cool. But it means that much more because hey look it's that patio that we built and it's the work that goes into something that gives it its value not just the thing itself i'll give you a martial arts example as well and really illustrate the idea that satisfaction must be earned in order for it to actually mean anything so there are there's this kind of a standard in the martial arts industry um you know it, and it's very um for lack of a better word, uh, uh, pervasive in the martial arts industry. It's in you know, a lot of schools run this way. Um, you know, certain arts are more um, is it more prevalent in than others, but nonetheless, um, you know, it's very common that you charge a very low amount as the person's walking in the door. Oh, uh, you know, it, it's only this much per month, and you know, maybe you do it per class, you do it per month or per week or whatever, or you do a little punch card or something. And that's what you sell them and you sell a low introductory rate but then as time goes along oh i want you to be part of my demo team well that means you got to take an extra class and that's an upcharge and oh you remember the black belt club now and that doesn't really mean anything just means you wear a patch on your sleeve or something like that but that's more money now oh i i want you to be part of like my you know whatever and they, they keep finding ways to to add more to the pot of what they're charging you um, even though they're not really changing the service that much. And then you add to it, 
oh, it's promotion time. Oh, it's been, it's, you know, once a quarter we have a promotion and everybody comes who's eligible for a promotion. And, you know, we have the belts already laid out on the desk and mom and dad either swipe their credit card or write a check. And, you know, it's been three months, so you have to come and demonstrate your martial arts knowledge to me. And, you know, mom and dad did swipe their credit card to write a check. So no matter what, you're walking out uh, with, with a belt. And uh, it's fun. I'll tell you, tell you guys a real-life version of this story. And um, I'm sure the gentleman I'm talking about wouldn't mind me sharing it because I'm sure he remembers it exactly the way that I do. Um, I had a, a friend of my family who's so close that I call him cousin. Uh, but nonetheless, he was getting his black belt right around the time that I was testing for my black belt. So, of course, the day he earns his black belt, we happen to go over that night, and I'm so excited for him. And I want to hear all about it. And I was like, oh, man, tell me about your test. And he's like, oh, it was this many hours, and we had to do this much stuff. And it's like this and like this and like this. And then, man, it was so hard. Anytime anybody made a mistake, we all had to do push-ups. And I was like man, that's really rough. How many mistakes could you make before you failed? And he goes, no, man, you don't understand. Anytime anybody made a mistake, we all had to do push-ups. I was like, okay. Was it like five mistakes and then you failed? Or like 10? Or like how many was it before you didn't make it to the test? He's like, no, you don't understand. Anytime anybody made a mistake we all had to do push-ups and i forget how many laps it took but there was a certain point when the light bulb went off in my head that, oh yeah his mom wrote a check and no matter what he was going home with a black belt that day which in my opinion is a disservice to that student but i digress that's a very common thing in the martial arts industry Three months go by, you pay your testing fee, you, te you test, which really just means you perform skills in front of the same instructor that you always do, um, and he promotes you to your next belt. And you do this every three months without fail. Been attending a cl class five days a week, great. Been attending it one day a week, great. It's been three months, everybody gets to go to the testing, and likely everybody gets promoted. And I've met plenty of kids who were brown and black belts, which are obviously very high levels in martial arts, in this in this manner and none of them were satisfied none of them displayed the the mindset or skills or whatever of a true martial artist someone who was really what i think of as a black belt and what most people would think of as a black belt even his family member among uh you know he went on years later and he came and trained in my school as an adult for a number of years and likely will be back now now that is uh well he just had a newborn so once things were a little more settled with her, he's been talking to me about coming back for a long, long time. So I, I'm pretty sure he'll be back fairly soon. But nonetheless, um, there's no satisfaction in that process. And if you think about it, though I'm sure people train hard in their classes and so forth, those belts, they don't really mean much. There's not much that goes into it. But by the same token, when someone puts the work in, when there's a challenge that they have getting from this belt to the next one, man, that belt means something. It means something hard. I gave a belt to a kid today who had some stuff he had to work on for his test, and it was tough for him. He put a lot of work into it. It was not easy for that man to get, and yet <clears throat> earned that belt.
And when he did, I saw the light in his face when I tied that belt on him today. How satisfied he felt. Now, the satisfaction not going to come from the belt. belt didn't make it happen. It's the hard work he put in to earn that belt. That's what made it happen. It's the hard work and process that he went through that was so rewarding that he grew enough martial arts skills-wise and character-wise in order to earn that belt. And now, there's no imposter syndrome. He's not wearing that belt feeling like, oh, I don't deserve to wear this. Whereas someone from one of those other type of schools might. Which is why I wouldn't even entertain that way of promoting somebody. And I think it reinforces the concept that what gives a thing value, what makes a person satisfied by their journey to get something, is simply, did they earn it? Did they put the hard work into it? It's a great message for us to think about as we're approaching the 60-day the, the challenge. It's great for us in our regular training and even in our career. Satisfaction must be earned. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find everywhere I'm on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli. Um, you can find everything about our sponsors, everything about uh, me on social media, my school, flex fights, you name it. Um, Speaking of sponsors, sponsorships opportunities are available. Please reach out any of the contact methods that I gave you. I'd love to work with you. Um, you can find my school online at tskSmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash TigerShowmanSmithtown. Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsma underscore Smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Showman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Now, when it comes to the podcast, please make sure that you guys leave a rate and review. It just helps. Make sure you subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. I'm going to make it really easy for you guys at the end of this video. I'll be a link where you can subscribe to the, to the channel. And more importantly, uh, where you get the playlist to all the back episodes as well. Um, other than that, my friends, most important thing you can do for me, the thing that means the most, share the podcast. When I see it shared in your social media and so forth, it really means a lot to me. It's the only form of advertising that I have. So, thank you in advance. With that being said, that's the end of the show, my friends. Until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.